Hi there, I'm Dave Trouts, founder of UTR Media. I have a quick announcement before we get the show started. I know how busy this time of year can be, uh, from school performances to cookie exchanges, of course, tons of shopping. And as a nonprofit, this also is our busiest time of the year. I don't know if it's Uncle Sam or just the procrastinator's delight, but for whatever reason, over a third of all charitable giving nationwide happens in the last four or five weeks of the year. And so now, through December 31st, we have our campaign Build-A-Thon 2018. It's a chance for you and the rest of the UTR community to join together, to do your part, and to help us end 2018 as strong as possible and help us to thrive in 2019. Here at UTR, we know the power that music can have in people's lives, especially well-crafted, faith-inspired music. And so we build community around that and create content that celebrates that through our podcasts and videos, album compilations, articles, and live events. So we would love for you to prayerfully consider a one-time donation or joining our monthly support team and help us reach the goal in Build-A-Thon 2018. And as a thank you, we have a special reward package that you can check out on our website. Just go right now to utrmedia.org to check out all the info and to give online. That's utrmedia.org. All right, on with the show. Jane was on 62 flights before she turned two. You know, it's one thing to just enjoy the music at face value, but it's another experience altogether when you get to know the hearts and just the inspiration behind the music and even get to know the artists themselves as people and as creators. And that's what this podcast is all about. Hi, I'm Dave Trout. Welcome to Green Room Door, where we take you behind the scenes so we can bring you one-on-one interviews with the artists making some of today's best music. And every now and again, I'll meet an artist and just know almost instantaneously that this is going to be one of my lifelong favorite artists. Such was the case when I met today's guest. It was early 2011 when I first fell in love with the music of Jenny and Tyler. Yeah, uh, we started playing their music right away on the Under the Radar radio show. Uh, and then later that year, uh, I mean, really throughout that year, 2011, there was a lot of buzz around them. Articles being written, um, they were being talked about in blogs, and and uh, I almost didn't even invite them to come to our studios because I thought that they were almost becoming too big for us. <laughs> like, like the buzz was a little bit too hot to be contained in our studio. But uh, we sent the invitation out. Little did we know, they graciously accepted. We're excited to come hang out. And we really forged a friendship. And uh, we were able to, we've been able to work together on 
concerts and other things um, throughout the years. It's been awesome. So we are thrilled to have Jenny and Tyler as our guests of honor for the whole hour today. An extended interview. Uh, We're really thrilled. They have a brand new album out. Uh, It's just a few weeks old. We're going to tell you about it, talk about it, and even listen to clips of it uh, throughout the interview. Uh, So uh, let's get started. Jenny and Tyler, it is great to have you on Green Room Door. Thanks for being here. Well, thanks for taking the time to talk to us today. We're really grateful to be part of the podcast. Thanks, Dave. (laughs) Absolutely. Well, of course, I've interviewed you a bunch over the years, uh, and you also share this in concert. But for the folks that haven't uh, heard you interviewed before or haven't seen you in concert, can you tell us the story of how you guys met? Um. We met at the University of Delaware um, 14 years ago, which seems crazy, but we met there. And um, we met on a bus that was taking students from campus to a local church. And I ended up getting involved in a campus ministry that Tyler was already part of. So we started hanging out all the time and um, leading worship together and writing songs. And um, from there, we started dating and... um, Shortly after college was over, we we got married yep. and ended up here in Nashville a year later. Yeah, it's a wild ride. Well, so when did music become a part of it? Was it was it was it there from from, from the very beginning of the relationship? We decided to start making music together and recording unofficially when we met each other. Essentially. Yeah officially about a year in we both had solo projects that weren't very good but uh but we thought they were i can even remember (laughs) i can remember recording background vocals for a song of yours in your parents garage Uh before we were even dating so this would have been like a month or two after we met 14 years ago which is crazy that is crazy and it progressed from there we eventually had five songs that I had five songs Jenny had five songs so we said let's just make a record and uh and you'll take half of it and I'll take half of it and we'll back each other up and let's just be Jenny and Tyler yeah we tried to come up with a band name but we just couldn't come up with anything cool so (laughs) we decided on Jenny and Tyler and that was that record we made was the um a record called A Prelude that released in 2007 that we don't even sell anymore um, just because, you know, it's a first record for sure. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, you guys are too hard on yourselves. It's a, I still listen to it from time to time. I, I'm, I'm one of the lucky ones that has, uh, has it in my collection. So uh, uh, tell me a little bit about uh, your family kind of in the growing up years. Were they supportive of you guys pursuing music? I think our families for sure influenced our music aspirations um, in the sense that my parents always encouraged me um, to sing, to make music. Um, I didn't really think that I would ever be a musician as a career. Um, So I wouldn't say that I had aspirations for that at all, but my parents were always super supportive of all of the singing um, and the music. And when we decided that it was something we wanted to pursue as a career, they were awesome about it. Yeah. And 
I had a similar experience. I didn't necessarily think I'd do music as a job. I was actually a business major, hmm. um, which has had some good influence For in sure. the yeah. way that we get our music out there. But yeah, of course. Huh. I uh, I didn't think we were gonna in college. Didn't think we were gonna do it full time. Uh, but my, seeing my dad play music and perform and conduct and compose in his different arenas, his different um, job areas was definitely, uh, I look back now and I think he paved the way, uh, at least showing me that it was possible to be a musician and mm-hmm. have a family. Yeah. Mm, yeah, that's good. Uh, so, I, well, we've been connected now, what, since for almost eight full years. Um, and, uh, of course, this is all stuff I know, but for the sake of listeners who might not know some of the history that we have, um, can you tell us about how and when you guys got connected to UTR? Um, so we've been connected with UTR since the release of our record, Faint Not, back in 2010. Um, so we've been connected with UTR for eight years. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, it began as I think an interview similar to this. And then, um, we went in and played in the studio and, um, Dave has helped us book a bunch of shows in Chicago. Um, and now we're a part of the donors with UTR too, aren't we? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we're we're fans. Um, Dave, thanks for supporting our music. Uh, <laughs> oh man, yeah. In so many ways over the years, and now again. Yeah. Yeah. Through this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a totally mutual feeling, absolutely. So, ah, uh, it's such a treat for us to have you on the podcast today. In fact, um, let's treat the listeners a little bit right now um, because I want to give at least a a little sample size of one of your new songs. Um, For those of you who are not aware, Jenny and Tyler, um, who have been just releasing just very excellent work for for now a decade, uh, just released their latest album a few weeks ago. It's called There Will Be a Song. And um, so let's hear a clip from the song A Boy and a Girl, in parentheses, we're getting older because um, I think it, it, it coincides well with what we've been talking about and it gives folks a taste of your new music. Here we go, Jenny and Tyler. All we can give them is more and more love. They say our names and we feel different. Feels like our
It's our guest today, Jenny and Tyler on Green Room Door, and we're going to be digging into that album. There is a song a little bit later on this podcast, but um, first, guys, can you tell us a little bit about uh, the process that you have in songwriting? Um, We write songs primarily as individuals. I would say we have different writing styles. I like to go to... um, I like to go to coffee shops and journal and most of my songs are written there and then I'll come back um, the following week maybe and uh, work out chords and melodies and um, Tyler helps me finish them. And uh, Tyler, Tyler, you write primarily alone as well. I do and I have ideas usually going through my head or on my phone and it's just a matter of sitting down and working them out. But I'll be doing the dishes or I'll be on an airplane or in the car or taking a walk. And a line will pop into my head, usually accompanied by a melody. Um, but sometimes I'll actually write the music first, like the background track, and start singing gibberish to it and eventually figure out what I want the song to be about and put some lyrics to the gibberish melody. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, it's a little bit different. Yeah, but we list both of us as songwriters on all the songs um, because even if one of us is the primary writer, I think we definitely each have a big influence on on all the songs. Um, Yeah. So <laughs> that's that's awesome. Thanks for sharing that, guys. Some of that stuff I didn't even know about you guys. That's awesome. Thanks uh, for uh, giving us some insight into your process. Um, so, uh, of course, the uh, result of a good songwriting process will hopefully be a completed album, which uh, you guys just released your latest studio project um, just a few weeks ago. So tell us about this new album. Um. So we just released back in October a record called There Will Be a Song. Um, It's our first full-length record of original music in three years. And so when we went into the process, we had a bunch of songs. um, And we had just started doing this thing called Patreon. We have a community of patrons who um, give every month to our to our work and they receive uh, exclusive demos in return and so um, leading up to the actual uh, recording process of there will be a song we had released 30 demos to our patrons and we had our favorites but we wanted our patrons to be involved um, in the track list choosing the track list as well so we let people vote and uh, we really considered our patrons um suggestions we actually it was really interesting to see that some of the songs that we were really drawn to they weren't as into and vice versa mm-hmm. um, and a couple songs that we probably wouldn't have put on the record uh, made it just because it you know uh, the patrons really liked it yeah um well also <clears throat> and uh, the third sort of party besides us and our patrons who helped decide the track list was Ben Shive and Asher Peterson mm-hmm. who um, checked the majority of the voc- of the lead vocals for the record. And it was cool to get their opinion too. 
partly because Ben is legendary. He's so, so, uh, we respect him so much. And, um, and Asher is, uh, he's like, well, he's younger than us for one, but he also, um, he's got a really good sense of production and he's a, a good musician as well. Um, and he, so he came, um, came in, I guess, with fresh ears and and he's just like in really well. dialed into what's current too, you yes. know, in a way that we're not. Yes, because we have five, a five year old, a three year old, and a one year old. So <laughs> it's um, it's hard to stay current. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's so true. Uh, well, um, it sounds like you guys did a few different things this time around for this album, which is very cool. Um, and so I'm interested to know a little bit more about the recording process for um, There Is A Song. Yeah, so the recording process was essentially similar to the way that we demo. Uh, We would, in many cases, we just took the skeleton of the demo and re-recorded the main instrument, um, sometimes kept some of the background atmospheric stuff, re-recorded the vocal, did a lot of comping, which stands for compiling, and uh, recorded real drums in, in our studio, just with four mics, a kick, snare, and a, and two overheads. And um, and then string arranging was, was one of my favorite parts. Uh, that was just a matter of listening through and um, figuring out... Uh, usually the the melody line first and then it then start starting to write the harmony um but it was uh for me it was a lot jenny was watching the kids most of the time it felt like i was alone doing the record most of the time which is sad and we don't we've said actually we don't want to do the record like we've done it like we did it this past time because mm-hmm. jenny was so separate from it i would come in with ideas and say basically do you like this and do you have any ideas um at lunchtime or something and she often would be making lunch or figuring something out so she would just say hey i trust you and um you you do this you know sort of like being being a a mom being a mom well it's it's really hard to kind of like switch gears yeah, real quickly when you're in the midst of mom zone. the mom zone with three young kids yeah. and then to be asked creative questions. It's just difficult to yeah. switch your mind around like that. Um, yeah, so we definitely yeah. want to take, I think for the next record, we'll we'll try to get some more uh, grandma time for the kids and have Jenny um, just more creatively involved. Yeah, well, and, and you know, the recording making this record was a pretty long process. It was, yeah. You know, instead of doing four weeks or something of being in a studio. And it's it just was, different it when like you're... like six months. Yeah, and yeah. It, but it's also just different when you're not with a producer. Like, you produced this record. Yeah. When we've worked with other producers, like, you know, Ben and Gabe did a ton of work. So much When work. we weren't around. Yes. So... They would spend late nights oh, getting yeah. very little sleep. And so that's what I did. Yeah. And so if you're the one in that doing it, then it just takes a lot longer, I think. Yeah. Um, but 
anyway it was good yeah. for you to produce it though you you know you self-produced faint not and that has been the most successful, successful record, record. Yeah. so it just made sense um, and again with the way that music industry has changed for us at this point it's just not financially responsible yeah. to spend um, $30,000 on a record yep. because we're most likely not making that back yeah. and we want to be able to be really creative and do records really well so right. being able to do it at home is pretty essential at this point for us I chase the light took in praise for pride I gave my eyes all they wanted I don't want to write that kind of song title of that clip that you just heard lesser god it is found on the new jenny and tyler project there will be a song and it's here on the green room door podcast Um, we're going to be talking to more with jenny and tyler about their new project and about life uh, with a growing family coming up in the second half of the podcast it's fun to celebrate milestones, and uh, this month, UTR just turned 10 years old. Woohoo! Yeah. And we want to give you our birthday presents. That's right. We have a box with 10 different categories of prizes in it to celebrate our 10th birthday. And you can enter to win at our website, utrmedia.org. A lot of other things going on over at our website, too. Like, uh, if you haven't seen it yet, we have a full-length interview with the band The Choir. And it is must-see stuff, plus a live performance from them. Uh, Just a fun, in-depth interview with the full band. Um, that's at our website. Plus, uh, we, we mentioned this earlier, but uh, we are starting our Build-A-Thon campaign, which is uh, at the end of the year, it's important just to take a little time to reflect on all the ways that God has been doing amazing things through this ministry over the last year. And it is a long list. There's been some very cool things that took place this year that we are so grateful for, uh, but also a chance for us as a community to link arms so that you can help. UTR Media end the year strong on a financial note and begin 2019 on on the best foot possible. Uh, So we have a campaign that you can contribute to, and uh, there are some rewards involved uh, for giving as well. So you can find our Build-A-Thon campaign at our website too. Uh, Again, that's utrmedia.org. On top of all that, we have so much new content we're working on right now, some of it coming out this week that we're so excited about, including some new podcast episodes, updates to our two Spotify playlists, the Heart, Soul, and Mind playlist, and the special menu playlist will become all Christmas music. We'll also be revealing our top six Christmas albums of 2018 that's coming this week and uh, we will also be doing a very special Christmas video concert 
that uh, we'll reveal who the special artist is for that at the end of this show. So stick around. We'll be right back with more from Jenny and Tyler on Green Room Door. This UTR podcast is sponsored by the latest release from singer-songwriter Hope Newman Kim. Hoping for Real by Hope Newman Kemp is a poetic and narrative musical journey inspired by the classic novel The Velveteen Rabbit. You can find Hoping for Real by Hope Newman Kemp right now at Spotify, iTunes, and at HopeKempMusic.com. Wow, it's weird to say it, but this month, UTR is celebrating its 10th birthday. But our big birthday present is going to one lucky listener. We are giving you a chance to win a variety prize pack with 10 different items, including... Signed CD, signed vinyl, signed book, original artwork, Apple gift card, and a whole bunch more. Enter UTR's 10th birthday contest at utrmedia.org. Welcome back. This is the fourth episode of Season 2 of Green Room Door. I'm Dave Trout, and glad you're with us. Also glad to have Jenny and Tyler with us. We're talking about their brand new project, There Will Be a Song, which just released in October. And uh, Jenny and Tyler want to know if you guys have any favorite songs on the new project. Yeah, we do have some favorite songs. I would say my favorite song from the record is actually the opening track. Um, it's called Who I'm Not. And I I wrote the record uh, while we were touring back in 2015 uh, with a full band. And it was a really super intense tour. Um, we toured in this Sprinter van that we bought that was super quirky. Um, stuff would happen in that van all the time. Like the one of the first drives we took, the window on the driver's side door just fell into the door <laughs> and you had to like open the doors very in a very specific way um the handle on the pat on the sliding door fell off so then it was like you could only open it from the outside and only from the inside with a screwdriver <laughs> <laughs> and eventually that whole door fell off <laughs> um so it's just a ridiculous van. And we toured with 10 people in it, two of whom were our daughters. Uh, Sarah was only four months old. Jane was two. Um, she was potty training on the road. It was just a circus in that van. And um, I can remember maybe just a few days into it kind of thinking, was this a big mistake? Because we didn't know that it was going to feel so insane. We'd never toured in the van before. We'd never toured with a full band before. And we'd never toured with two children. So we kind of, um, you know, we just said, let's just do that all at the same time, um, which was probably not wise. But I can remember being in that tour and just being so tired and um, having moments of thinking, who am I? What am I doing here? Um, 
just being overwhelmed. And so I started writing Who I'm Not on that tour just in response to just feeling like I was losing myself a little bit every day on that tour and wondering who I was, what I was doing. Um, it's something I think that everyone um, faces in their job at some point. You know, am I doing the right thing? Um, feeling overwhelmed by work. So this song came out of that, or the song Who I'm Not came out of that, and I'm just really pleased with how it turned out. And mm. Yeah. I'm tired of being who I'm not Feels like I've given it a shot It leaves me empty and afraid When I step onto a stage Being who I'm not I pack my suitcase till it bursts Overflowing with my skirts The soles are coming off my shoes So many miles left to get through Being who I'm <laughs> love it that is a good one uh who i'm not and okay so we we got a we got a taste of uh jenny's maybe personal favorite from the album um so tyler what about you do you have any um that come to mind as a as a personal favorite yeah there are a few water's roll is definitely a favorite it's um it's based out of amos uh, 5 23 through 24 where the prophet um, the Lord is speaking through the prophet and um, to the pe- to the people of of, uh, of God saying uh, you've essentially you've forgotten my heart you are doing all this religious stuff and I just want you to to do what's good and right and to let justice roll on like a river, righteousness like an ever-flowing stream. Um, so that's where it comes from. And also it's uh, it's, a, it's a justice uh, kind of fight song akin to Faint Not, which, um, again, it was like eight, is eight years old at this point. And it's, uh, for me, it's like Faint Not version two. Um, 2.0 I suppose and uh, yeah is is kind of carries with it this idea of of perseverance um, but also explains more of the reason for it and we often explain it shows that justice is a means of knowing God and we support it with verses like Jeremiah 22:16 that says, um, he defended the cause of the poor and needy, and it was well is not this to know me, declares the Lord. And um, we look at Matthew 25, we look at the, the acts of mercy done unto the least of these, and we 
but we see that they're they're done unto Jesus. There's some connection with with Jesus and the poor, and um, believe that that perseverance, uh, the the main component of that fuel, um, if you will, of perseverance is found in in the idea that you actually get to know God, you get to experience God through justice. And um, yeah, and, and of course it's it's all, you know, you, you get to know God through the, the cross of, of Jesus. And, um, and that's, the, of course, there's the hope of the resurrection. And, um, and that is, is the main, of course, the main avenue. But, uh, but you do have all these maybe secondary avenues um, such as prayer and the, the hearing of the word and the studying and the memorizing of scripture um, the, uh, partaking in communion uh, yeah and, and so I, justice I think could be classified as um, in that secondary um, place Mm. Yeah, good stuff. All right, well, let's take a listen uh, to a clip of that song you were just talking about, Water's Roll, from uh, your new project by Jenny and Tyler called There Will Be a Song. I've been where you are right now in terms of a, a growing family. I have five kids of my own, but but now my, my youngest is five years old. Uh, you guys have three kids that are close together, all super young. These are the hardest years, too. So uh, tell us a little bit about just raising a young family right now How and also just how you're able to kind of pursue your musical career in the midst of all of it. Well, yeah, we have... Three little girls, five, three, and one. And uh, so the way that we pursue music, um, it changes all the time. Uh, before we had our first daughter, we were touring all the time. We were playing a ton. Um, and then we had Jane, and we, we still played a lot. Jane was on 62 flights before she turned two. Wow, um, that's crazy. So she traveled everywhere, and we still did a lot. And then Sarah was born, and we kind of had to slow down. Um, and then since Mary's been born, uh, we've slowed down even more um, on the road. And I think every every time we have a kid, <laughs> things change. And, and with the music industry changing the way that it has too, um, we – we find that we've just had to adjust the way that we do things. So, you know, we used to make all of our money or most of our money touring. Um, but that's even changed a little bit now. Now it's all streaming and, uh, we've been doing this Patreon thing to help us stay off the road because 
our Jane, our oldest, is now in kindergarten, so she needs to be home, and we don't want to be away from them too much. So it's definitely slowed things mm-hmm. down. I think that um, you know we've we lost a little bit of momentum that we had going because we had kids, but we're really like we. I think we're pretty content with where we're at, honestly. Um, we're we're, not, we were just having a conversation about um, some artists that are <clears throat> that have uh, more more numbers than we do, more social more media numbers. Success, and, you know? Yeah, more more success and um, and just some of the things that come with that. And uh, I think we we find ourselves uh, we're definitely prone to envy. Um, but we, when, when we look at what we have, we are just like, my goodness, this is a gift. These like, so mm-hmm. many gifts. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, if God gives us a larger audience, great. If he doesn't great. That's okay. Um, we've, we feel like many of the people that listen to our music, uh, if we get to know them, they, um, we can relate with them in so many ways and many of them become some of our best friends actually uh, which is so unique and it's like it's also like man that's what music should do yes music should bring people together and i think we found ourselves caught up in um there's the, the, this culture of idolatry and um exalting artists and we we've tried to suppress that as much as we can in ourselves but also in how we convey ourselves as artists um, and I think it's people like our music not be necessarily because they they I mean maybe they do really love the songwriting and the lyrics but it's a way to get to know us and we like I said we've become good friends with a we bunch had, of people. Yeah, it's, we, like a, it's a really sweet thing. We had people who started out as fans actually live with us Whoa. for a few months. And they're no way. some of our very best they friends. Are. Yeah. And um wow. and I think too, you know, with the whole family thing and the way we pursue music now, um, a lot of our fans have grown up with us. So we all started early 20s, and now a lot of the people who have stuck with us are married, having kids, um, and very, I think we are writing songs that resonate with them. And, and I think the goal at this point is just to really tell our, our story and hopefully be an encouragement to people out there um, or to get people thinking. Um, so, yeah, yeah kids, kids have really... Like, kids are awesome, but they totally have, have changed the way that we that we do music and even the goals that we have for music. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, I yeah. think back to Faint Not and how we kind of looked at it as either it was going to be kind of a last hurrah or it was going to be the beginning of something. And it was certainly the beginning of something. Um, but I think at that point, the beginning of something, uh, we thought that whatever it was, whatever the something was, could be something big, you know? Mm. And now I think we think, oh, I think we're probably just going to be where we're at. Yeah. And that's really okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I love it. Wow. Uh, man, thanks for sharing all that. That's, 
that's uh, that's really um, honest and vulnerable of you. And I think I think a lot of other independent artists, even even myself, people in all all walks of life can can relate to that. Um, especially if you, if you have a vocation where you there's a, there's a dream involved. Uh, sometimes the dream that we had doesn't didn't come true, but doesn't mean the dream is no longer there. Just the dream has changed a bit. So ah, so good. Thank you so much um, for your time and just loved having this conversation. Well, yeah, it's our pleasure to have uh, talked with you guys and thanks so much for taking the time. Yeah, Dave, thanks Um, again for being there for us over all these years. We really, really appreciate it. Oh, absolutely. Thank you guys. We uh, we hope to come up there soon. Actually, I think Chicago is April. April 12th, I think. Um, So hopefully we'll see you on April 12th, if not sooner. Yeah. That'd be great. Cool. Wow. Am I the only one weirded out that we're making plans for 2019? 2019. Crazy. (laughs) All right. We'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Bye. Bye, everybody. Ah, They are the best. And... I encourage you to run, not walk, and go pick up their latest release. There will be a song. It's so good. Just uh, only a few weeks old. It would make a perfect stocking stuffer. (laughs) Just saying. And uh, we'll give you a link to their website so you can get more information about how to order their music and all that. Uh, That link will be in the show notes for this episode. And if you're not yet convinced, which I can't imagine, but uh, it's just a little bonus outtake here as we finish up the show uh, right after our closing announcements here uh, we will play you the full-length song of uh, one of the new ones on their new project Uh, we'll be playing the song love i am which is off of there will be a song uh, by jenny and tyler coming up right after the outro now i said i would reveal who our special guest would be for our, our Christmas video production. Yes, we are going to be releasing a Christmas concert with some interview segments. It's going to be a fun thing. And our, our special artist for that is Jenny and Tyler. Hey! Yes, we filmed it with them last year, uh, and we we're producing it and releasing it in the first half of December at our website, utrmedia.org. Uh, so keep your eyes and ears peeled for that, because it's going to be a, a fun thing to check out uh, coming up here real soon during the Advent season. I'm Dave Trout, and you've been listening to Green Room Door, a production of UTR Media an independent, listener-supported, nonprofit ministry in Chicago, Illinois, and online at utrmedia.org. Lay down your head
Give in to you all I can 